Hello, friends. Welcome to the Lug Life Podcast. My name is Adam. My name is Sherry. Sherry Beth, what episode is this? 89. Almost to 90. Almost to 90. Then almost to 100. Whoa. And then 10% of the way to 1,000. Um. <laughs> and the way that we have been uploading podcasts re- recently, mm-hmm. it will only take us a solid 35 years. Correct. We're going to get there. <laughs> My gosh. Um, we're back. And we're back because this was an important week and one that we felt like we felt like we needed to make a podcast and document. Yeah. Sherry, uh, something something pretty cool, a pretty cool milestone happened this last week. What happens? An anniversary. If An you anniversary. Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, my twenty years in Alaska. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. I moved up here twenty years ago. Um, this past Monday. So we thought that we would basically have an episode kind of talking about that. Uh, talk yeah. about the move to Alaska. That's such a big move from Indiana, especially as like a young adult, basically. I was 21. Mm-hmm. 21. Um, to like move across the country, mm-hmm. uh, away from family, away from everything you had ever known. Mm-hmm. But then we want to talk about what has changed in the last 20 years. Yeah. Both in Anchorage, in yeah. Alaska, uh-huh. but also uh, kind of in you. Yeah. So this will be a Sherry-focused podcast. Mm-hmm. Which I love because my favorite topic to talk about <laughs> is Sherry. Aww. So this is going to be fun. Um, you are going to be more kind of leading the conversation because I am not good at this part. I was actually going to go take a nap. <laughs> um, is that not? No. Okay, so I have because to stay then, here? Yeah, because then it's just going to be a lot of silence. No, you can do it, Sherry. <laughs> um, so let's first start with... Um, the move to Alaska mm-hmm. and the decision to move here. Now, we've talked about this in vlogs, mm-hmm. uh, kind of in our love story video. Um, but tell a little bit about why you came to Alaska. Ana- <laughs> it's actually pronounced Alaska. It is. <laughs> um, why you came to Alaska, Alaska, the first place, and then how long you waited to move and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> Well, I came to Anaska in the Okay, first of all, we're not doing that this whole podcast. All right. So let's just let's let's just get rid of the Anaska thing right now. Well, I don't know. I moved or I came up here to Alaska um for nine days Mm -hmm. to meet you in person. Yep. And you came up here, you visited with your best friend. Yes. And so for those of you who maybe don't know, um, we had been sort of pen pals for seven years. Yep. Before we actually met in person. True. So I came up here for nine days, and then I moved up here five weeks later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was a really very fast turnaround. And I just remember thinking in those initial nine days that I was up here, um, there was it. There was a, a part of me that just felt more at home, I think. Um, like, this was really where I was meant to be, huh. I think, more than the previous, like, 21 years. And so, um, you know, not that I had a horrible upbringing, not that I hated Indiana. It was really just, it, it just, I just felt like this is where I was suppo- supposed to be. Yeah, I get that. Um, and there was just something about Alaska that just called to me. Mm-hmm. Um, a big part of that was you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, we've, you, we've talked about this, but I, I think that... We could make a home no matter where we are as long as we're together. Sure. And I And I think that's kind of, that was kind of the catalyst for that. Like, um, wherever you are is home for me. So. That's the sweetest thing. <laughs> it just felt like home. And so I moved up here. 
Um, and, you know, kind of to, I think kind of to see, like, if what we had over, you know, letters and phone calls, we could translate into, like, real life. Because, just so you guys know, like, the majority of those years that we were pen pals, it was nothing romantic. Right. It was friendship. It was friendship. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And we each were in other relationships and, you know, like... Wait, what? We were young. I'm just kidding. (laughs) um, And not looking for anything permanent. No. Especially when we first met. It was friends. Mm Mm-hmm. And so um, you visited. Did you say how long it was? Nine days. I was up here for nine days and then I moved up here five weeks later. So you're here for nine days. (laughs) You go back to Indiana. You make the decision that that's where I want to be. Kind of like, why delay it sort of thing? Yeah, I think so. Um, I I feel like, so I think some of it was like, my lease was coming up. I was in an apartment um, in my college town and I had already decided that I was taking a, at least a semester off of college, um, which I had decided before I even came up here yep. to visit um, because my junior year was terrible on me (laughs) i needed a break and so i had already planned on taking a break from college my lease was coming up um in my apartment and so it was kind of thing like if i re-signed it'd be another year and um i you know some of it was just like i mean now we're in a year you know yeah and so i decided now you've gotten a number of emails and dms on instagram from people who have said hey like I want to know Sherry's thoughts. Here's my situation. I'm like maybe seeing somebody or like I'm thinking about moving across the country, but that's a super scary decision. Does Sherry have any advice? Mm-hmm. Like people reach out to you for this all of the time. Uh, yeah, I've gotten a lot. Even yeah. people like moving here to Alaska. Yep. And I've, so like when I've read your responses, cause I always love seeing kind of the advice you give them. One of the things that you talk about is like, is this just rip the bandaid off? kind of thing like yeah like it's not that you would make a hasty decision but almost like a just try it well i think that was sort of my thing too you know i was 21 um and i didn't you know aside from like family i didn't have anything holding me to indiana and family is going to be family no matter where i'm at um and so i you know some of it was just like i'm 21 if i'm going to do something really stupid in my life i feel like now is the time to do it Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm going to do something that I, you know, is, could be a mistake, now is the time to do it. Um, and, but, but there was still also just kind of that thing in my head that was just like, I don't feel like this is a mistake though. I just, yeah. I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Um, so I kind of justified it with, well, you know, if I'm going to make a mistake, now is the time to do it. But I really didn't feel like it was a mistake. 20 years in, mistake? <laughs> Jury's still out. But okay, I... <laughs> that's fair. That's where, I, that's where I thought you were going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, and I don't know. I think, and I really feel like almost at any age, like if, if you feel like you're supposed to be somewhere or go somewhere or do something, I don't know, like, some of it is just, like, what What are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of the advice that I've given a lot of people. You know, if if you are reaching out to somebody for justification, I think you've probably already made your decision. You're just looking for confirmation. Oh, that's so good. Um, and so, I, I don't know, and, and that's kind of what I tell people. Like, I, you know, I feel like if you're 
reaching out to a stranger on the internet and just being like, is this something I should do? It probably is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yeah, like, it might be a mistake and you might have to move back to where you came from, but you can say you tried. Yeah. Like, I don't... I do love that because I remember, and you and I have talked a ton about this, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that you've mentioned was that, like, even if we wouldn't have worked out, mm-hmm. like, you tried. You took a risk. I can you still a... say that I lived in Alaska. Yeah, like... and, you, and that's what you said. You're right. like, like, okay, so what's the worst case situation? Or, like, a relationship doesn't work. And I and moved I... back to Indiana. Yeah, like, and I got, to say right. that I, I got to say that I, like, took a risk at something. Yeah. That's awesome. I tried. Yeah. So let's talk. 20 years down the road. Mm-hmm. I want to talk first about what has changed in Anchorage. What has changed <laughs> in Alaska? Like what, what, how and, is this a different place than, than you moved to? Yeah. And this is something that we've talked about a lot. And, um, I, there is a big, like, man, when I moved up here, there was nothing. There was nothing up here. There was no Olive Garden? There was no Olive Garden. There was no Target. Uh-uh. Um, I think Kmart had just closed. I feel yep. like it closed like weeks before I moved up here. Probably right. Um, and it, I, or shortly after, I mean, it wasn't open very long if I, if, if at all, when I moved up here. Um, and I don't know, there's a lot of chains that have come up here since I moved up here that yep. weren't here. Um, and Bath and Body Works, Victoria's yep. Secret, like all kinds of stuff that like I used to have to have, I, um, I used to wear a perfume from Victoria's Secret and I would have my sister buy it for me and ship it to me because uh-huh. if I tried to buy it online, the shipping costs more than the perfume because they wouldn't ship to Alaska, um, without charging astronomical fees. And so I would have my sister <laughs> like buy mm-hmm. it for me and ship it via USPS. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and we would, I just remember like, stocking up every time we went anywhere that had a bath and body works we would almost bring like an entire bag just yep. for bath and body works stock up on candles and lotions and creams and whatever because yep. we didn't have one up here um and yeah just like that kind of stuff that just wasn't here and now is and so alaska's come a long way alaska's come Good a long job, way it's alaska. Definitely, we've definitely we've definitely <laughs> seen the last 20 years a lot of changes you're catching up <laughs> how has alaska changed you and I'm, but actually, we're going to get into a lot of like deeper stuff about that. Mm-hmm. Kind of what I'm getting at kind of has to do with a little bit of this stuff. So when you moved to Alaska, we were talking about this <laughs> two nights ago at dinner. Uh-huh. When you moved to Alaska, you were a Midwest meat and potatoes girl. Meat and potatoes and very reluctant to try anything else. Oh, no. It was just meat and potatoes for right. the most part. Um, like exotic food for you was like shrimp scampi. Right. Or like Chinese. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, like really uh, very not adventurous. Yeah. Um, in any sense of the word, aside from moving up here. <laughs> but now you are one of the most adventurous eaters I know. Yeah. And I mean, thank, thank, thanks to you, honestly, I feel like um, there's just been a lot of times you're like, just try it. Like <laughs> you can't say you don't like it until you've tried it. It's if true. you don't like it, then that's fine. But you have to try it. Yeah, try it. Yeah. And like a parent. I know. <laughs> um, which honestly kind of, and it, you know, it took a while and there's, there's still a few things that I just don't like. Yep. Um, but I keep trying them just yep. in case, you know, like maybe my taste buds will change. And right. Maybe one day I'm going to wake up and be like, Ooh, I actually do like this. Yeah. Um, and I, so, yeah, like, I'm much more adventurous when it comes to food, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
other things that I I don't know. Travel, travel. I was just, that was the next one I was gonna was gonna go to. Yeah, I think that it's kind of opened me up to a lot more travel. I did some traveling before I moved up here. Uh huh. Um, but I've certainly done a lot more since. Mm-hmm. So the the first twenty years of my life versus the next twenty years of my life, the second half has been far more um, travel heavy. Do you think that that is? Tied to the fact that one of the things about living in Alaska is, I mean, I just think Alaskans travel a ton. Yeah. Do you think that's some of it? I think that's some of it. It's sort of the mindset up here, but I think it's also like, it's almost, I mean, because it's a three and a half hour flight to Seattle, which is like the closest thing. And so it's like, it's a commitment to just get out of the state. And so some of it's like, man, if I'm going that far, I might as well go farther. Um and so I feel like that sort of opened up the doors to uh, just wanting to travel more. Like if, you know, if the shortest flight out of here is three and a half hours, why not tack on one more three hour flight and go anywhere else in the United States or, you know. Yeah. So. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it's three and a half hours to Seattle and six hours to L.A., why not go to LA? Why not go to LA? And then if you're, <laughs> and then if you're traveling six hours to LA, why not travel six hours to Hawaii? Well, or... that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Or <laughs> let's, add, this... let's add another three hours, and now we're in now we're in like uh, Europe. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That makes sense. Um. <clears throat> okay. So we've talked about what's changed. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like, you know, when when Sherry and I first got married, we lived in a <laughs> little tiny 550. Maybe I think five hundred square foot. five hundred square foot condo. Yeah, it's it was really important to us that we started our marriage debt free. Debt is something that we just really hate, mm-hmm. um, and so like we're like you know what let's sacrifice for a number of years to be able to like kind of start out debt free, mm-hmm. um, be able to have money to put like a sizable down payment down on a home, um, and so so we did. <laughs> so we did. Yeah. And so the first part of like our marriage, at least in Alaska. And you had lived, you lived in Alaska how many years before we got married? Two. Two years? Mm-hmm. Slightly over. Um, mm-hmm. Really was. Like, we didn't have a ton of money to start with. <laughs> no. And so no. it was a lot of playing games at night at home. Yeah. Right? A lot of game nights because that's free. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of stuff, which I love. And we still do because, I mean, I feel like those first three years of our marriage were, we were poor (laughs) we really and we lived in this tiny tiny place and so like we just made it work and we we did a lot of very inexpensive things together and i feel like that sort of carried over into the rest of our marriage even though now we're not destitute we're we still have like we still like to play games and we still like to just you know Yep. Do inexpensive things. <laughs> and so we've seen our lifestyle in Alaska change, mm-hmm. which has allowed us to get out and explore more of our state. Yep. Um, when you think about 20 years in Alaska, is there, I didn't ask you this, is there a favorite trip or a favorite place we've visited? I mean, Fiji. No, no, no. I mean, in the state. Oh, in Alaska. Yeah. Oh. Mm. I mean, I always loved Juneau. Yeah. Um. Yeah, gosh, I don't know if I can pick like a favorite place. They're all so different. And that's the thing about Alaska is like keeping in mind the size of Alaska. True. And, you know, it's it's so big and, you know, it's kind of the difference between like Texas and Montana. Like yep. they're 
you know, they're very different. Um, and so, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if I can pick, like, a favorite. Okay. Juno kind of pops into your head, though? Juno probably. Just, I mean, honestly, just because of, like, the shrine and just, I don't know how beautiful and peaceful Juno is That's for true. us. So let's take the conversation a little bit deeper. Because this is what we talked about mostly the other night at dinner. Is in tw- the last 20 years, um, as an outside observer, yep. Anchorage has changed a bunch. Alaska's changed a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, our lifestyle has changed a bunch. None of those things have changed as much as you have. <laughs> um, and I mean that in the best possible way. Yeah. Not just it's super cool that we can now go get sushi <laughs> and like <laughs> that you like Thai food and Vietnamese food and Ethiopian food and Indian food and like all of this other stuff that you've uh-huh. kind of fallen in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, but you as a person... Uh, have changed so much and yeah. so I want to talk about a little bit about that because this is sort of what our conversation at dinner the other night was talk about what that process has been like uh, what areas of change that you see in yourself just yeah um I think that I am bolder uh-huh. than I was um I think and honestly, I, I I feel like it was kind of, it started out pretty slow. Um, and, you know, some of the, the changes. And I don't even know if, I think they're changes, but I think they're also, um, we've kind of talked about this too, but I feel like it's not necessarily me becoming a different person, but me becoming my own person. Yep. Um, and kind of pressing into who I actually am and not necessarily who um, I felt I should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, that's super common for anybody who's raised anywhere because you have the expectations of, of family, you have the expectations of like the community or the culture you're raised in. You have the expectations of, you know what I mean? Of society that you're a part of. Yep. And so like anybody from anywhere has those. Right. And I think, um, I don't know, I personally think that it would be very healthy for everybody to move out of their hometown at least for a time um i think that there is something about being out of what is familiar and comfortable that kind of makes you look at yourself and and want to figure out who you really are and what you really believe and um I don't know. I think it, I think it's healthy for people to step outside of their comfort zone. I will say, I have because I was raised here in Anchorage. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous that I haven't done that because yeah. there's a lot of like, especially with like my past and my background, who I was in high school. There's a lot of me that would be like, man, it'd be easier if like I could leave that stuff behind. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. be somewhere that people didn't know those stories. To be somewhere that people like all of that. And so I like, it has been so inspiring to me as someone who is still in the town that he was raised in, you have made me, and I don't think it's too late. We'll talk about this a little bit later in the Mm -hmm. podcast, um, watching you do that. And not only watching you do that, watching who you have become by doing that has been like such an inspiration to me to like, make me want to do that. And I don't think that it's. I don't, I think what you said is exactly right. Cause you talked about how it's not that you've become somebody totally different. Mm-hmm. I actually think what I've seen is I think that you have changed 
not away from who you were or who you are, I'll say. Mm -hmm. I think you have changed more into who you truly, who Sherry is. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I interrupted. (laughs) It's fine. Um, No, and and, and really, I think that's just, that's the biggest thing. I I think that, um, and again, I think it kind of started slow. I think probably in the last five years, I've done most of that. True. um, Versus the previous 15 um, I, I don't know. I, I do, I just feel like I'm more myself and I know who I am more now than I did 20 years ago, mm-hmm. 40 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see it and I've seen it in like a hundred little ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not all big things like your boldness. Um, it, we talk a lot about in the house about like you, what the process has been like learning to use your voice, mm-hmm. learning boundaries. Which I'm still doing. <laughs> What's that? Which I'm still doing, still learning. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, that can be super awkward. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like it's worth doing because you know what happens if you don't. Yep. And I do feel like I, and I, this is something that you have told me and other people have told me. I feel like I don't say a lot, especially in groups mm-hmm. um and most of it because i'm introverted and i don't like talking to groups but um i do feel like i also have because i'm an introvert and an observer um i have unique perspectives on things like i just i can observe and i um not to sound too like weird but i can sort of read people's like mm-hmm. auras almost yeah. like um i can i for whatever reason, I can connect to people and kind of how they're feeling. And if I feel like somebody is being left out, I feel like I, I'm much better now at singling that person out and making them not feel like they're left out. Mm-hmm. Um, partly because I know how that feels. Sure. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like when I speak, I, you've said this, like when I speak, I actually say something (laughs) yeah like i forget how you've said it but like when i actually do speak up i say something worth saying yeah and i've heard i've heard from so many people in like group settings work settings church settings like different kind of settings that have kind of pulled me aside and said who who don't necessarily know you yet Mm who have pulled me aside and just basically said like one thing is there they see with you is that when sherry speaks listen like you're not a person you're not a person to say something that you genuinely don't believe is worth being said. Right. And then there's people like me who are like, I just run my mouth. <laughs> you just talk the talk, which, yeah, is, like, which is okay too. And I think that there's a place for that too. Sure. Like you have the ability to make people just feel very comfortable sure. um, in your presence. But it's, I yeah, I think it, they, they serve different purposes. Yeah, I totally agree. So I'm getting better about speaking up when I feel like I should say something. I love that. Mm-hmm. What else about you has changed in 20 years? I mean, I have pink and purple and teal hair. You do? And I have a nose piercing and you, I have tattoos. You do? <laughs> so aside from the the physical aspects that have changed. Um, but again, I feel like that's all pieces of me. Can I, actually, can I ask you a question about that? Mm-hmm. So 20 years ago, mm-hmm. Lil Sherry, <laughs> moving to Alaska with your little pink backpack... <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yep, I know, I remember. Um, 
if you would have, if, if that Sherry could have gotten a glimpse into who you are now, both physically with the colored hair and the tattoos and the nose piercings and like using your voice, what do you think that Sherry would think of this Sherry? I think that part of that younger, naive Sherry would have been like, that's never going to happen. Really? Um, I will never be bold enough to do any of that. Oh. Um, but I think that the other part of me would have been like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> look at you stepping into who you are. Huh. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think there's always, you know, a part of you who wants to be who you are. And I feel like, there, I don't know, I, I don't feel like it's a me thing. I think it's an every human thing. I agree. That, kind of feels like you almost have to hide who you truly are mm -hmm. um, based on society, based on standards, based on whatever. And so, uh, and, and there's still a big part of me that does. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I think there's, I think <laughs> I'm not fully who I am yet. <laughs> no, and I think that, and actually, I'm so glad you said that because that's where I wanted to go next. Um, because we have talked about, and I'm not going to give away your tattoo idea, but we have talked about this idea that it is, in our opinion, pretty unhealthy if you could sit here and say, you know what? I am proud to say that 20 years later, I'm exactly the same person who I was. Exactly the same person. All the same beliefs, all the same mindsets. Like, I like the same things. I do the same things. I have mm -hmm. the same routine. I do. Like, in some ways, like, I... <sighs> I think that's very unhealthy. I think that means you're dead. <laughs> Right. Or, things I mean, that don't grow or change tend to be dead things. Right. And so, like, there is this concept that we really are always evolving and changing and growing and becoming. Mm -hmm. And and you have done that over the last 20 years. And I love one of the statements that I think I think you said at dinner where we kind of started looking forward to the next 20 years. And just even saying, like, I hope that 20 years from now, the Adam and Sherry that are sitting here recording episode number 92. Um, <laughs> so let's be honest. I hope we can say that we are dramatically different. Right. That the, the next 20 years we change just as much, if not more yeah. than the previous 20 I years. I really hope so. Yep. Because I think that that's good. And I think that, I do think there's a danger because I think that as we change, like everything around us is changing. Culture is changing, right? Like the world is changing. And that doesn't mean that you change with like every blowing wind, mm -hmm. but it does mean that you're like continuing to adapt to new environments. Yep. And I think that open to change and open to different worldviews and different mindsets, I think is healthy. Yeah. And I think that, and I think we've talked about this before with like the closed handed and open handed kind of beliefs. And I think that like my core beliefs have not changed. But a lot of a lot of my beliefs have, yeah, in the last twenty years, and I think I think that's healthy. I think, um, I think that's good. I think that it's good to open your mind to new possibilities. Yeah, I think that <clears throat> I'm trying to remember what I just heard. Um, ah, dang it, I can't remember. But essentially, the idea was like be somebody who like listens rather than somebody who always like is listening to have something to say. Like kind of be a consumer of like the world around you and let yourself be changed by that. And that's one of the things, that, that's one of the reasons you and I value travel so much mm -hmm. is that as we travel, we are being exposed 
yes to new food and to like new sites, but also new cultures and new beliefs and new people mm-hmm. and new ways of doing life. Yeah. And by our exposure to those things, we then have the opportunity to become a different and I would even say a better person. Better person. Yep. Right? I think so too. And I think that... I I, I think it, it comes back to getting out of your comfort zone, whatever that looks like, and allowing yourself to, to sit in the uncomfortable for a minute so that you can think about what it is that makes that uncomfortable and why and if it's actually necessary to be uncomfortable in that situation. Mm. Um, but you will never, ever know that if all you do is sit in your comfort. Yeah. And so I think getting outside of your comfort and kind of forcing yourself to be uncomfortable is the best way to grow. I love that. Yeah. Anything else from thinking about the past 20 years, how, how you've changed again? There are so many ways. There's thousands of ways that I've, that I've changed. Yeah. I don't know if we could actually name all of them. Nope. Um, but again, I don't know that it's so much changing as pressing into who I actually am. I think you, like, I think I said this earlier, I think you've changed to who you are, not from who you are. Yeah. Like, I I really do believe, as somebody who's spent more time with you over the last 20 years than any other person in this world, Mm -hmm. I believe that the Sherry that I see today is more true to who you really are than who I saw 20 years ago. And who I was created to be. Oh, 100%. And I think, and again, I'm not there yet, and I hope I never am. I mean, I hope that I never get to a point where I'm like, check. Done. Done. (laughs) I've done all the growing I can do. Right. Like I just, I don't ever want to get to that point. I always, always want to be growing and changing and becoming who I was created to be. Yeah. And I think that what's been really great to see is that it's happened through like the last 20 years haven't been easy. Nope. There have been some unbelievable like trials there's hard things that you and i have had to and still continue to have to work through Mm -hmm. there has been health stuff as you guys all know there's been lots and lots of just really heavy things that people know about and that people don't know about right um but you have the thing that's really i i just i think this is so cool is that you have allowed each of those to like change you into a better person like you haven't let the heartache and the loss and the pain or the disappointments or the upsets or the whatever the last 20 years you haven't let those things make you become cynical or bitter or like angry or you know what i mean Mm -hmm. hardened um you have allowed those things to continue to change you and again into something that is like more true more true to you yeah you haven't been changed just by like good and great stuff no, it's been honestly a lot of hard. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's, and, and again, I think I go back to, to what what's comfortable. I think making yourself sit in the uncomfortable is what makes you grow and change. And I think that if all you ever do is sit in comfortable, you're never going to grow or change. Ooh, that's a, I tell you, that's a podcast. We could do a whole podcast on that because I'm, I'm with you. I think that we spend most of our lives, most of us spend most of our lives insulating ourselves from any discomfort Yet the majority of change that makes us truly better people comes in times of discomfort. Yep. It's the trials and the, and the hard times that kind of show you who you really are. And help you become and who you, you should be. And help you become who you should be. Yep. Oh, that, well, that's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So let's, we've looked backwards. Um, let's look forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. 20 years from now, 
do you think we'll still live in Alaska? <laughs> um, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Yep, I don't um, either. I, we don't have any solid plans to move outside Alaska right now, yep. but um, we do not plan on being here for the long haul. Yep, conversation. We've started talking more and more about what that would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll be in Alaska. I, I, I mean... Before the year is out, I hope I have more tattoos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have at least six more that I would like right Just now. Just this year. <laughs> <laughs> Just this year. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what else. I, I mean, I again, I think it's just I don't know what. I have ideas of specific things I would like to chip away at in myself. There's mm-hmm. things that I don't like about myself that I think need to be changed or tweaked or whatever. Um, and there's things that I do like about, about myself that I think I should press further into. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I have like a checklist of things that I hope change over the next 20 years. Yeah. Is there anything that you, do you have any like, and maybe, maybe not, maybe this is kind of what you just said, thinking like anything that you hope is true about you 20 years from now, whether it's true today or true <clears throat> now, what would you... If I somebody... hope that I've learned to use my voice in a bigger and better way yeah. than I currently do. Um, I, I do still currently talk myself out of speaking up hmm. more often than not, um, which I don't love. And mm-hmm. so I do feel like I have things to say and I feel like I have... Uh, good intentions towards things that I think could change and, and, and change things around me for the better Mm. that I'm still afraid to speak into. I love, gosh, I love that. What a, (laughs) what an awesome thing to say that 20 years from now, I hope that I like use my voice more. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Well, I think that's pretty much it. I just want to say to you, and again, I touched on this earlier, but 20 years in, like, Obviously, I fell in love with you 20 years ago. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not catfishing you. You're not catfishing me. <laughs> we joke about that all the time. All the time. Are you catfishing We're me? Like, Are you catfishing me? It's like, it's 27 been 20 years. years. It's been 27, 27 years. Been I think you would know. Um, and so it's yeah, like, obviously, I fell know. in love with you and who you were 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. But to watch the way that you have evolved and changed, like, both in beliefs of faith and life and values... But who, like, the way that you've done that has been so inspiring because it's like you approach things with so much intentionality and, like, you genuinely care about, like, the things you believe in. You want to know why. You want those to be, like, real beliefs. Mm-hmm. Not just like, yeah, it's just what I believe. Um, and then you, you're you so intentional in relationships and I see you doing that more and more. Um again, using your voice. I just think that what I've seen in you over the last 20 years has been almost exclusively like growth toward good, you know, rather than like, because there's, and we know we could name names, like people who's like, boy, the older they get, there's like crotchety, Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but like you are growing toward good. And I just think that's so freaking cool. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. So there we go. Let's keep that up. Keep that up, I guess. 
<laughs> I guess we'll keep doing that. Just, uh, how about you just keep doing that? <laughs> Whatever you've been doing, it's working. All right. All right. Yeah. Anything um, else? I don't know. I I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's any things that... Any things. That's not a word. That's definitely not a word. <laughs> well, neither was Anaska. I was just going to say, neither was Anaska. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anything specific to you that i have seen i mean i know that there's again there's thousands of things that have changed about you as well i think that you have pressed into more about who you are and um yeah but this podcast is about you be. well i know but i'm just but like <laughs> we are a we and so it's um i don't know i feel like a a lot of my change wouldn't have happened without you hmm. um being there to support me in it and to you know cheer me on in it and really i mean i feel like you have even been a big catalyst in a lot of the things just being like do you know this do you know this about yourself Hmm. Uh, good and bad um which i think is one of the wonderful things about our relationship that we can just be like nope that's not a great trait maybe you should fix that (laughs) or man you're really good at this and i i think that you should press into that more Um, and I think that's one of the great things about our relationship that we can do for each other. Um, and I know that you have done that for me. So thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, (laughs) I think it's important to have people and it doesn't have, that's the thing is it doesn't have to be a spouse. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to have people in your life who you give the ability to point out what, what is both beautiful and what is both broken, Mm -hmm. right? There are people in my life, obviously Sherry, but there are others who, who I've given permission i've given the right Mm -hmm. to speak into areas of my life that they see that are broken and areas that they see that are beautiful yeah and i just think that that's helpful for us to change because here's the thing if i i'm a preach okay um if i leave my change to my own perception i always know that i am my own worst critic i always know that i think the worst about me i know that my self-image is horrible i know that i will beat myself up i know that i will you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so Or on the other side, there's people who only think they're amazing, who only think they can do new wrong, who only think that they're the best, who only think that they're the star of the show. And so if you leave your growth and your change into only your hand, I think you you grow in the wrong track. I don't think you can grow in a silo. No, and that's the thing, is that you you need people and voices and and words coming from outside to help you. They're and like, you need to be open to those voices. Well, and that, I was just going to say that. Here's the thing. <laughs> Not just that you have people who will surround you with those broken and beautiful, but I think also people that you would listen to and actually take those words to heart. We all love people who are going to tell us good things about us. Correct. Love it. And I see this in, I see this in the uh, like leadership world, in businesses, like whether it's nonprofits, organizations, businesses. I see this all the time that leaders surround themselves with people who tell them the beauty mm-hmm. the yes 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 people 100 mm-hmm. percent. the problem is that none of us are only beautiful right no one most of us are mostly broken and that's the thing and i need <laughs> i need people who will speak those things with love here's where it falls off on the other side mm-hmm. some of us the primary voices we have in our life only point out what is broken only the broken right and so it goes either way. And so I think it's important to have that balance that it's mm-hmm. like, man, I feel like all the voices I'm hearing, all they're doing is pointing out things that they think are wrong with me. Right. 
get yourself some voices who remind you how beautiful parts of you are. Yep. Right? If all you hear is how great you are, that's dope. You're probably a great person, but... Get some get some voices that maybe push against that a little bit. Because I think the point of all of this is that 20 years from now, we could look at our life and say, I am a better person than I was. I am impacting the world and relationships and people for better. I am more true to myself and my belief and my values than I was. And to become that, we have to have voices because you're right. None of us change in a silo. We all change in community. Yep. Which actually is interesting because I'm going to Minnesota tomorrow morning. (laughs) And that's one of the things that I'm actually teaching on Mm -hmm. this weekend is the importance of community when it comes to change and health and growth, the idea that what was harmed in community can also be healed in community. Yep. Okay, we need to end this. Or this is this, <laughs> I'm telling you, Sherry. We can just keep oh my on gosh. A going. The whole point of this, 20 years later. 20 years. You still kick ass. <laughs> well, thanks. I didn't. Even, I wasn't kicking ass much 20 years ago. I was just going to say, 20 years ago, you wouldn't I have said pretty, the word ass. No, I was pretty meek and humble. You would have said... I'm kicking tushy. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. But. I would kick it. Would you have said but? I would have thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're just cursing up storms. Correct. Unbelievable. Friends, <laughs> um, what, what question should we ask them this week? Oh, man. I don't even know. You know what? Maybe I do. Yeah. Um, so here's what you guys do. If you've been listening, you know the routine. Go over to YouTube. Search Leg Life Podcast. Mm-hmm. Hit the subscribe button and uh, turn on the bell notification so you know when we upload new podcasts. And then on this episode, on this 20 years later episode, um, I want you to let me know in the comments. What is one thing that you hope is true about you 20 years from now? Mm. One thing you hope people say about you. What's one thing that you hope is maybe it's different or better or changed? 20 years from now, what do you hope? Yeah, that's great. Because I think that that helps. It's important for us to know like the goal we're going toward Mm -hmm. rather than just expecting it to happen without intention. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. Sometimes it takes getting your butt on a plane to Alaska (laughs) and taking a risk that honestly doesn't make a lot of sense. Nope. Doesn't check a lot of boxes on the pros and cons list, but that you feel like you're just supposed to do. Yes. Takes risk. It takes risk and it takes, um, guts. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I would do it again because I got you. Yeah. <laughs> and over the last 20 years, uh, you also had bangs. You had red hair. Uh, yeah. We didn't even go into that stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh man. I had all, I've had all different colors of hair. I like the purple. Yeah. I really do. You know, and I, posted, I love the curls. I do love the curls. Um, they're everywhere and they're always a mess. Oh but, yeah. I mean, same. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I and I, I feel like I posted this on I don't even remember where somewhere on Facebook on a as a comment somewhere that uh, like my hair is maybe not my natural color but it's my true color. Oh, yeah, it's a good yeah, way to put it. I think so. I think it's more me than my mousy brown. This feels more you. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So friends, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for celebrating Sherry. She is. So deserving of celebration. 
Well, thanks. You're pretty cute. Thanks. All right, guys. Love you so much. <laughs> we'll see you on the next Leg Life video. <laughs> nope. This, so, Sherry, this, what I'm doing here, this isn't a vlog. This is a podcast. Correct. Okay? This is a podcast. This is a podcast in Alaska or a, whatever I said. Alaska. Alaska. That's what it was. <laughs> I don't know why I said an accent. Alaska. Alaska. All right, I did take... have that when I moved up here. You did have a Midwest Alaska. Saturday. You would say Saturday? Where you go, <laughs> I'm going to visit Alaska on Saturday? I was like, mm -hmm. what did you just say? <laughs> I'm so glad that's gone. I'll tell you that right it's now. It slips out every once in a while. I'm like, I know, and I mock you when it does. Uh, yes, you do. So, friends, we love you. <laughs> we'll see you on the next Leg Life podcast. Correct. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>